this series. And I wanted to start it off with a, a little story, uh, if, you'll, if you'll allow me. This, uh, this young man gets paid, and he's got a pocket full of money. And uh, in a small town, he's just really got nothing to do. So he's just going to head on home. But on the way home, he, he, he spots this sign hanging on a, on a tree. And it said, Midnight Harbor Cruise. Music, dancing, buffet, all you can drink, $50. It departs from Dock C at midnight. He thought, what a deal. So around midnight, he headed to Dock C. But there was, there was no boat. There, there, was, there was no one there. So after a while, he was just, just going to leave. And as he turned around to go, bump, somebody hit him on the head. Knocked him out. Clean out. The next thing he knew, it was morning. And he was floating in a, in a dinghy about 100 yards offshore. His pockets were empty. He was by himself. And he had a big punk knot on his head. And he kind of sat up in the, in the dinghy and he looked around about 20 yards off. There was another guy in another dinghy with a punk knot on his head. He hollered at him and said, hey, do they serve breakfast on this cruise? And the guy said, I don't think so. At least they didn't last week. Does that sound like your life? You just keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. You keep falling for the same tricks and lies. I do sometimes. Why do I keep doing that? Why do you keep doing that? We're going to look at that today. But here's what I do know that we've been talking about. Change doesn't start with behavior. Change has to begin in your thinking. And if you want to change your life, you have to begin by changing the way you think. To learn to think with the mind of Christ. To learn who you are. Well, how can you learn to, to think like Jesus? Well, whatever you put into your brain, Whatever you put into your mind is what you're going to get out of it. If you fill it with garbage, then that's exactly what you're going to get. How do we get these old lies out of our head? You know, lies like he just can't control his anger. Or, or lies like I can't control my lust. Or even lies like, I just can't control my, my appetite. I'll never be free from my addiction. Or maybe one of the worst lies is, my life doesn't matter. These are all lies. God wants to call his people to freedom. For you and me to be new people in Christ. And if you're going to, to rethink your view of yourself, then you got to get rid of the garbage 
that's in your mind. At the top of your outline, I hope some of you got your outlines, Tim, sent them to you digitally. Uh, Ephesians 4.23 says, be made new in the attitude of your minds. New. And it starts with your mind. If you want a mind of freedom, of joy, of hope, it starts there. Romans 12.2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I think it's important as we, as we read this verse for you and me to understand the difference between conforming and, and transforming. So let's define these. These are your first blanks that you guys uh, get to fill in. The first one I'll look at is conform. Just write conform in that blank. Conform means to fit in a mold, make or become the same, to behave in a conventional way by accepting without question the customs, traditions, and prevailing opinions of others. As your pastor, I'd like to tell you to stop trying to fit in. You and me as Christians, we, we, don't, we don't belong here. We pledged ourselves to a different king. We pledged ourselves to different values. And just because something is, is socially acceptable, it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean when I'm saying everybody else is doing it. So my question is this, have you bothered to ask God what he thinks of this new normal? God wants us to live according to his values and not the world's. Just stop and, and think about, about what you're doing. Now let's look at the word transform. Write the word transform in the next blank. Transform is to change the nature, character, or personality of something. Conforming. Conforming is about changing the, the external appearance. Transforming is about changing the internal nature of something or someone. Conforming has to do with behavior, but transforming has to do with character. To change the way you think, to think like Christ. I want to tell you a couple of more words real quick. We've been talking about them. Repent. Repent. Remember, it means change your mind. Change the way you think. And then the word confess. This is kind of a new one I want to introduced to you this week. Uh, confess and in, 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 in the Greek word is homologeo. It just means to, to say the same thing. To say the same thing that God says. It's agreeing with God. Confess is not just about our sins. If that were so, we'd be back in the dinghy with a, with a lump on our head. Confessing our sins is important. It brings forgiveness, but confessing our sins doesn't change anything in us. Another kind of confession that changes the way that you and I live is what I want to focus on today. It's confessing your faith. 
This is a world of difference. I put it on my Facebook page today. It says, confessing your sins is, is saying what God said about what you did. But confessing your faith is saying what God says about who you are and who he is. So if you want to have a, have a renewed mind, let's look at the process. Here it is right here. If you're filling in your outline, the next one is this. When I say what God says, I begin to think like God thinks. When I say what God says, I began to think like God thinks. Guys, confession leads to repentance. When I say what God says about life, when I say what God says about relationships, when I say what God says about, about values, about money, when I say what God says about me, then I began to think like what God says about these different things. And that's the, the key to a changed life. And that's why we must be people of the Word, the Word of God, so that we can know what God says about us. We have His Word on it. Guys, I'm a, I'm a convicted believer in this statement right here. If we took more time confessing our faith on what God says about us, and then we wouldn't have to take so much time confessing our sins. Why? Because your thoughts control your life. If you want to change your life, then you got to change the way you think. Now, the next step in this, this process, I want to go back to the very first uh, verse we talked about, Ephesians 4, 23. Be made new in the attitude of your mind. Be made you new. Now, before this verse, Paul gives out this exhaustive, exhaustive list of, of, of things that the people of Ephesia, Ephesus had to get rid of and, and, and some, some, some bad stuff that they were doing. He says to be made you. And, and the, the Greek word for that be made new kind of boils down to, to one word, renovate. Renovate. And, 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 and if there's going to be any change in your life, there has to be a renovation in your mind. Now, my son Luke and his future wife Anna, they have uh, purchased their first home. And it's going to take some renovation. And they have started on it. I went in to look and see what they had done. And, and they gutted that thing. I mean, it, it's, it's a mess. It's costly. It, it, it's a process. But it, it's took a, taken a lot of hard work. And they got to get rid of a whole lot of stuff. They were just piles of rubble they had to throw out. All I could see was the work in it. But then as I looked, because all of it was cleared out and all of it was gone, I could see their vision. I could see what it was going to look like. It's going to be worth all of that. 
But where did they start with this renovation? That's the key. They started with demolition. Demolition, they had to rip out all the old stuff before anything else that could become new. They had to get rid of all that old stuff that was holding them back. And it's the same thing with your mind. Fill in your outlines here. Renovation begins with demolition. Renovation begins with demolition. Our old thoughts have to be cleared out. They have to be ripped out in order to make room for the new. They have to be taken out and thrown away. Because we, the longer we got them, we get used to the things that, that hold us back. To the things that bind us. And we don't even realize that we can be free. My question to you this morning, what are the chains that's holding you back? What are the chains that need to be broken? What are you dragging around that's simply not true about yourself? Are you dragging around guilt? Are you dragging around regret? Failure? Hopelessness? Or, or maybe you just have these recordings that you keep playing over and over in your head. Might have been something you told that someone told you when they were little, and you just keep playing it back. You just keep hitting the rewind and play. You're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. No one likes you. Time to quit playing them. Time to quit rewinding them. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not, you're not pretty enough. You're not successful enough. Everything that I can read in God's word, he says enough of that. You know why? That's shame. And Jesus is not the author of shame. The devil is the author of shame. Jesus is the author of grace and freedom. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Ever since I found freedom in Jesus Christ, I love freedom. I just did not know how much I was bound up by my past. I did not know how insecure I was until I found freedom in Christ. Psalm 107, 10, 16 says, Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. If you're there this morning, if you're, if you're at home and you're, you're here in, in darkness and deepest gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of, of misery, as your pastor, I want to say I'm so sorry. But there's a way out. Lord, help. They cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. 
for he broke down their prison gates of bronze. He cut apart their bars of iron. I want to tell you, your prison bars have been broken. You can come out of that cell that you've put yourself in. Jesus came to set you free from all of these lies. Romans 8.1, read it with me. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Say this with me. No condemnation. To me, those are the two of the most beautiful words in Scripture. No condemnation. That means the renovation that took place in my mind that God wants to hide there is a safe place. I don't have to be afraid of God because there is no condemnation. That's freedom. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Guys, this is why I love baptism. I get stoked up on baptism. You know, because it's a, it's a picture of this change, this, this freedom. It's why Jesus wants us to baptize this new life. Well, so when God renovates our mind, he begins with demolishing old ways of thinking. And the primary tool that he uses in that demolition is the power of his word. Read with me uh, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That sword has a deadly edge and a life-giving edge. The deadly edge uh, puts to death the old way of thinking these old lies. And the life-giving egg, edge, it performs open-heart surgery. It cuts out the infection and it cuts out the residue of sin. The Word smashes strongholds. The Word of God breaks chains that binds us. The Word of God uncovers and exposes any lie. The Word of God will change how you see yourself. The Word of God will change how you see God. The Word of God will change how you see the world. Be made new in the attitude of the mind. Confess your faith. Say what God says about you. Let that change the way that you think. Let that change the way that you live. Because when you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. This, this is, I'm not talking about positive thinking. This is the power of biblical thinking. Taking God at his word. Believe who he says he is and believe who he says you are. And build your life on that truth. Start with your mind, not your behavior. And I want to tell you something. It's not about the promises that, that you make either. Life change starts with God and not you. Let me, let me fill in these blanks here. 
God isn't asking me to make a promise that I cannot keep. He's asking me to receive a promise that only he can keep. Let me read that again. God isn't asking me to make a promise that I cannot keep. He's asking me to receive a promise that only he can keep. There's so many things that God says about you and I. I've listed 10 and I've got them labeled in your outline my faith confessions. And I'd like for you to begin to say these things about yourself. God says them. I'll read them to you, and that's what I'm going to close with. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again from the dead on the third day. I am a new creation in Christ. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The Son of God has set me free I am free indeed. John 8, 36. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 1. God is faithful. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Nothing can ever separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 38, 39. He is able to do immeasurably more than I can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within me, Ephesians 3.20. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, 1 John 4.4. God is for me, who can be against me, Romans 8.31. Define who you are. By what God says about you. Not the world. I'm going to hang out up here till about 12. I'll be out by the awning if you want to come give to the, to the children of Liberia. In the cowboy hat. You can just drive by. You don't even have to get out. But let me pray for you today. And, and pray for our nation and the, and the rest of the world. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. I pray for my church. First of all, let me pray for them. I pray for their safety. I pray for their wellness. Ask your favor on them. Then I pray for the rest of the world. My community, my county, my state, my nation, and the global people. Lord, I pray that they would all come to know you through this. Lord, we love you and I ask you to bless this offering. That'll be given to the children of Liberia. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.